Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's time for more. Page 7 of Wizard and the Bruiser present Release the Butthole Cut Tour. Coming to you in September and October. Where are we heading in September, Jackie? We're going on September 12th. We're going to Nashville. We're going on September 13th to Atlanta, Georgia. And then I'm going back to my hometown September 14th of Tampa, Florida. In October, October 3rd, we're going to be in Detroit, Michigan. October 4th, we're going to be in Columbus. And October 5th, we're going to be in Pittsburgh. Page 7 and Wizard of the Bruiser present Release Release the Butthole Cut Tour. You can find tickets at lastpodcastnetwork.com, baby. I like mine with lettuce and tomato. It's 57 in French fried potatoes, big kosher pickle, and a cold draft beer. Why don't you look sad We're enough? We're back from break. Look more sad. We Jimmy Buffett is dead. vacation couple weeks. Do you realize what a rough time Florida has been happening, having? And I'm not even talking about... To fucking Santis, the okay? trans people fleeing the state uh, in droves. Yeah, they've been having a rough time for a while, and they've been having a particularly hard last couple of weeks. Okay, everyone, I just want to say thank you so much for the people that have reached out asking about our family. Everybody's good in Florida. I appreciate you looking out. Yeah, we're also back from vacation. All right. Oh, you could. Are we having a grumblies today? <laughs> oh, is it a grumblies? <laughs> Is I'm that very right glad. Here on the horizon. I'm thankful to you for going with Cheeseburger in Paradise. Um, I, for one, don't enjoy it when musicians, celebrities die, but I do enjoy the retrospective of the music. And Jimmy Buffett's, the fact that every single Jimmy Buffett song is as detailed as Cheeseburger in Paradise. Like everyone is different, and yet everyone is the same. And that's just something that I. It's an infinite catalog. If you like this song, you will like his thousands of other songs that are exactly the same. I just think it's fantastic. My favorite about this whole thing is everybody has only been concerned about hitting a Margaritaville. Like, like there's been no talk about in our like friend texts or whatever. There's no talk about anyone uh, remembering a specific song. He's, he's a prolific songwriter. He's written a, a lot, you know, more than just Cheeseburger Paradise. Of and course, stuff. there's. So 
so many. He's he's really written a lot of incredible music in yeah, his day. Yeah, but we day. were talking about where do you go to mourn, and right. that is Margaritaville. And that is Margaritaville, which and I did. shockingly, not as as packed as you would think on the day of Jimmy Buffett's death. I heard, I heard it wasn't that crazy. I had to uh, hang out with the rents, so I wasn't able to go. But I did end up, weirdly enough, eating at a Margaritaville on my way out of Cancun. I had a chicken Caesar salad because I was gut sick, but I knew I needed to get a couple leaves in my stomach for the flight. Oh, yes, you got all that anchovy dust all up in your crevices. It was not good, and it was very upsetting, and the guy kept making jokes about how uh, I should put some Jack Daniels in my Pepsi, and I just wanted to throw (laughs) up so bad. How are you doing? How are your insides, Farron Holden? so rough, dude. I cannot believe I'm still diarrhea shitting constantly. I will say the trip wasn't ruined by whatever I got from Cancun. It happened right at the end. But yeah, it was pretty brutal, dude. I uh, um, I, I ate some. No, I don't even think I ate. I think it's. I think there's a worm in me or something. Don't say that because someone recently just they found a worm around her brain. I'm telling you, I got a worm around my something. I got worm. I got there's a worm in there somewhere. Is all I'm saying, all right? Don't say that. That is <laughs> monsters inside me. It still haunts me to this day. That goddamn television show. It's all about you don't know what kind of bugs can just crawl inside of you and turn your corpse into their nest. <laughs> um, all I know, I... Uh, what I love is that underneath all of the, uh, you know, the articles talking about Jimmy Buffett, which, oh, my God, uh, he's so young. All of us, too. Uh, I was at a I was at a party filled with like like people a little bit older than me and everyone just. But we were all were saying the same thing. We're like, he was so young. He was so young. And it's like, I mean, he was 76. But like to us and I'm happy that he would that in our brain, he was so young because he just seemed so full of margarita life. But right. you know what? He stopped drinking margaritas a long time ago. Really? Insider information. He's sober? He, uh, no, no. He, no. Just he, he just margaritas. Drinks, he just doesn't <laughs> drink margaritas anymore. He drinks like tequila sodas with limes. Right, you know? right. Uh, the acidity, I'm guessing. And, you know, it's just too much sugar. Yeah, too much sugar. And then, but yeah, but of, of course he went out the, the way we all would have expected, right? For a true man named Jimmy Buffett who wrote all those songs. I mean, it was skin cancer. The sun kissed him too much. The only thing I can hope is that our loss of Jimmy Buffett at least inspires some people to put on sunscreen. Indeed, if you're going to be a parrot head, put on sunscreen. Get that sunscreen on, okay? Because you know a lot of those Margaritavilles are roofless, okay? They have no... The sun is... Just free falling on them, and at it, 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 uh, a ridiculous Bring rate. Bring up Tom Petty in this too, and then make me doubly sad. He died too. So did the Smash he Mouth died. guy. Oh my god! Oh, this this is it's been uh, quite a week for. Can we say rock and roll? Yeah, somebody fucking figure out where Sugar Ray is right now and put him in like a uh, uh, one of those booths where no one can get to him. Oh my god, he'll be the Ray in the bubble. <laughs> I mean, I'm very sad for the Smash Mouth guy as well, but I don't know if we should put him in the same category as Jimmy Buffett. No, surely no. not. But he really was, um, you know, he wrote that song and Shrek came out. You know what I mean? And what yeah, is, and what he's, is Shrek? He's been it's memed all over music, the place. Yeah. What is Shrek without yeah. the song? 
You know what I mean? I mean, what is, yeah. So we, it's important. It's important culturally as well. Um, for sure. But that's the thing. That's the difference. Jimmy Buffett, everyone's like, probably thinks he just has like those couple of songs about drinking margaritas and eating cheeseburgers. How dare you? Whereas he really has written a ton of great songs and written a lot of songs for other people as well that uh, you might not realize was him. But Smash Mouth Guy really just wrote like those two hit songs. <laughs> you know, Walking on the on the Sun and, and All Star. Those are the two that he did that people like. But liked. also Jimmy Buffett like there's much of his music that I have definitely I may have had a couple of brews while sitting on a pier, but have brought many a tear just sitting, sipping, looking out at the beach. And maybe this is just, you know, coming from your resident Floridian here. But I, I mean, you got to cry to Jimmy every once in a while. Hell yeah. That's why. And I love the Jimmy Buffett. Christmas album too. I listen to that multiple times every year. Gives me a little bit of nice cheer. I mean, this is the it's so sad because like Florida is having a hard time. And honestly, the face of Florida is and should continue to be Jimmy Buffett. You know, DeSantis move over. It has always been Jimmy Buffett. And that's as a non-Floridian who loves Florida. It is like if people said, why would you love Florida? I would say everything represented by Jimmy Buffett, you know, and so to lose him now when Florida is really losing itself, you know, who's going to keep him? Who's going to keep him in line? Did you take a shot out of your gibbets, MJ? I, I wanted to that TikTok of the person taking a shot out of their gibbets to mourn. Jimmy Buffett was very, very good. Problem is I have removed the gibbets from my Margaritaville Crocs because they are so, uh, I'm not even going to say useless. They are actively harmful. It's like mm. we have we have crossed the line from these aren't helpful to these are actually making it unsafe for me to walk around New York City. If I lose a gibbet <laughs> in the middle of the street, someone's going to die, you know? So yeah. I don't even know where those gibbets are. And I'm not holding that against Jimmy Buffett. You know, I hope he got that croc cash well he could and i hope that it helped yeah i hope it helps the fam um i do have a confession to make it's not my fault but i have joined the crocs family wow oh. i i don't want to blame bucket hats but um, it's a slippery i will slope. say bucket hats it was a slippery oh it was a slippery slope <laughs> I thought the whole thing with your yearly fashion thing was like this fashion forward kind of you're just becoming like a <laughs> you know, a like zoomer. A, this is yeah. Th this, yeah. That I'm. You mean I'm staying hip to the trends? Crocs Holden? are fashion yes. forward, Holden. Unfortunately, like it or not, fashion it's forward true. or fashion giving up. That is not fashion giving up. Have you looked at TikTok recently? Yeah, it's right, what the children. Right. The children are into comfort now. Not my children, but the uh, the teens are into comfort, and you know the wide. Teens don't, it seems, correct me if I'm wrong, young people, but it seems like they don't want to show their bodies. Um, they want to wear very wide leg pants and they they want to part their hair down the middle yes. and they want to wear extremely comfortable shoes. Yes. And I don't blame them for it. And I didn't buy the Crocs. Henry 
purchased them for me and he got me Lil Nas X Crocs and I feel very hip in them. And yes, I have weed leaf gibbets and it's everything I ever wanted. You are judge. I see the judge no, in your I just, face. You just reminded You're judge me. Judge holding me right now. You just reminded me. Yeah, lately, every, every time I see kids on the street, first of all, the broccoli haircuts got to go, guys. I don't get it. I don't like it. The you, broccoli. Oh my God, you are so old. old. The broccoli head old is so dad. dumb and it is such a, it's the new sign of the douchebag. If you have the broccoli that head, is not true. you uh, stay away from that kid. He's going to try to do something for it for attention on TikTok. He's going to try to, he's going to like jump into a aquarium pool that he shouldn't be in for, for <laughs> likes. And it's, I hate it and it makes me annoyed. But also, uh, you're right. They're all wearing slides and they're all wearing like the most baggy, crazy uh, ladies, guys, it doesn't matter. The ladies tend to want to wear something like really maybe a little more like on the top, on the top half, a little more like tight and revealing. Like it's weird. It's like tight on bottom, baggy on top or baggy on top, tight yes, on bottom. It's like you make a choice. One has to be super baggy and then the other one has to be very like complete. It's like a it's like a Mr. Potato Head. Yep. This is the generation of the Mr. Potato Head with the broccoli head. Broccoli head, Mr. Potato Head. It's I, fine. Live your, live your fucking life. But the broccoli hair right now to me. It's like, oh, that old kid's gonna be annoying. Man River. <laughs> that that haircut. Old man uh, we all think that, that we're gonna be such hair. cool Those parents. Are the boys that are not. like, I'm too, I'm too cool to do anything except unless it's like for likes on TikTok. And uh, I. What hate did that you kid. say, MJ? I said we're we all think we're gonna be cool parents, you know, who aren't out of touch. And it's just not true, right? We're gonna our our kids There's are gonna no way. despise <laughs> There's us. No way just it can happen. Yeah. There's no way it can happen. Yeah. It can happen. You can be fashion forward if you wish. But also- I'm not getting broccoli hair, bro. I don't care what you say. I think you'd look great with broccoli no, hair. No, it yep. looks awful. I'd roast you up. Ooh, I'd put a bechamel on you, and then we'll call you bechamel. I get to veto one fashion trend right now. Fuck it. Crocs are fine. Ba- I love the baggy thing. I'm jealous of the baggy thing. I wish we had that growing up. You know what I mean? You guys talk about how- how uh uh, totally just like traumatized you were by the weird pants that they made w- women wear uh, back when we were, you know, Don't young. even bring up low-rise yeah, jeans. Yeah, the low-rise jeans. Yeah. Like, God knows. It's like the opposite of that, which I fucking love. But yeah, the broccoli head thing is so dumb looking. And I know we're going to look back. You know, you know when you're in a fashion trend and you're just like, I know we're going to look back at this and, and be like, wow, what the fuck were we collectively thinking? Do you just mean an undercut? Are you talking about... Maybe I mean this is the thing. You might be so, but it's got to have the big curly, big, poofy, curly. dumb fuck thing happening. It's not just a, a shave sides. It's but it also has to have this. The big. It's this very specific douchebag haircut, and every time you see it on a kid, they are most likely being a douchebag. I don't know <laughs> if you've noticed, but like every TikTok video where a boy is being a douchebag for likes, he has that haircut. On the streets in the wild. I think you're too busy hate watching on the talk, man. Those are the guys. No, no, no. But also in the wild, those are the gut boys that are doing annoying things. How many to try boys to make girls are you like around? Them. They're around. This is LA. There's a bunch of shitty kids running around, teenagers, and smoke cigarettes again. I'm tired of this with your vape. <laughs> Smoke I some fucking cigarettes, sixteen-year-old kid. Did you realize kid. this platform that you are choosing for yourself right now? <laughs> You're better than this. 
smoke a f- rail a fucking pack of you know camel lights. On that note, um, we're doing <laughs> live shows here pretty soon, guys. And don't you want to see pro cigarette holding Nick <laughs> live on stage? You'll quit when you're. He'll nine, give you when a you're cigarette. twenty. Quit when you're twenty. He'll give your team you know a I mean? cigarette. But anyways, yeah, we're coming to Nashville, Atlanta, and Tampa in September twelfth, thirteenth, and fourteenth. That's next week. Join us, dogs. Nashville, Atlanta, Tampa next week and then in early October we're going to Royal Oak, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. My mother was born in Royal Oak. Oh crazy. my god. Yeah, <laughs> oh my god. That's that crazy. crazy. That's insane. Specifically she was born in the Comedy Castle in Royal Oak. <laughs> which is insane. That's exactly where we're performing, which You're is go- wild. Oh, yes, I want I hope to feel your gamma's juices. Oh, right. Come on. I'll say the juices are live on the stage. Good lord. Can can uh, back me up listeners on the broccoli head thing, man, cuz I think I've got something here because you know every generation they have a tell for a thing they look like where they you know they're immediately a douchebag you know what i mean and that's this generation bp added more than 70 billion dollars to the u.s economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in california and starting up new infrastructure in the gulf of mexico it's and not or See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're just talking about young people's hairstyles, Holden. Young kids have been having this hairstyle since 2016 at least. And so you're <laughs> literally just being like, you know, the haircut that all the assholes have. You mean the haircut that all the young people have. It's just young people, Holden. <laughs> That's the common denominator here. You hate youth. And it's okay because it has slipped you through youth. your fingers. And, and we get it. It has slipped through mine I as well. I have had the same haircut since I was a child. You can set your watch by that cut. And you know what? But I'm not going around to Get Bass Pro haircut. fishing shops jumping into the aquarium for Facebook TikTok likes. Maybe you should. Maybe it might lighten you up a little bit. <laughs> I don't want it. To, it ruin, they have to clean the whole tank out because your oils and stuff mess up the whole pH or something system of the fish tank. Okay, so kids. Could you stop jumping in the damn aquarium tanks for two seconds? I mean, you sound Lord. like Scrooged right now. I bet you're also <laughs> like actually genuinely happy that oh. Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner are getting a divorce, dude. It is the reckoning year, bro, and that's a lot of Joes too. There's three Joes, I believe, that all got divorced. You've got Joe Alwyn. Joe Jonas, and what was Ariana Grande's uh, ex, I think, is also named Joe. But also Joe Manganiello. Yeah, Joe Manganiello. Say, Maybe that's the one I'm thinking of. What's her name? It's the guy? Joe, it's the Joe Mageddon over here. It's They're the all Joe getting divorced. <laughs> if you're if you're a named Joe and you're married, you you're gonna want to go make a candlelight dinner for your spouse tonight. 
Yeah. Do something seriously. nice. Do something extra. I think Ariana's is, isn't it Dalton? Actually, Dalton. I was totally yeah, off. Yeah, you were right? thinking of yeah. the yeah. other Joe, the Joe. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I saw a tweet about it. If you're named Joe and you're in a relationship right now, bro, you got to fucking watch yourself, dude. Get through 2023. But everybody, I saw, I meant to send you guys the tweet. Somebody compiled the really long list of divorces that uh, are going on in 2023. It's it's wild. I wonder if it's just the amount of time since after Pandemic. quarantine. Yeah, I was yeah, gonna say. Like, totally it's it. like, oh, gotta be we spent a bunch of time together and that was a lot of fun or yes. or it was really or it was really bad for your relationship. It was I think it's kind of one or the other. And I I wonder if it's now just trying finally starting to settle in to there, there was there was the version of the relationship that was in pandemic and the version outside of but pandemic. Also, Sophie Turner's been with Joe Jonas since she's 19 years old. Right. So I think that there's also like maybe it's just time for her to go try something else out and and like she's just changed into a different person, which there's a lot of change that happens between 19 and what is she? I think she's like 28. Why can't we as a society, now that we have the science for brain development, why don't we as a society all decide you cannot get married till your brain is finished developing? We're about to get another white hot take from Holden over here about the youth. (laughs) Everybody buckle up. Don't let young oh, people get married. I just, what, what's the gone? age? Oh, God. What's the age where your brain stops developing? Or at least you should not be able to get the broccoli haircut till your brain stops developing. What is that, 24? <laughs> and then you can get the broccoli I haircut. Think, well, you can't rent a car till you're 25, which I actually think that's, Insane. that's one of the times where I'm going to say that that's a good okay. rule in terms of brain development. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Cars are big killing machines, but everybody needs them to get around. So maybe 18 year olds should be able to get them. But that does seem like the one part of society where we have recognized that you need a bigger brain before you make certain big decisions, like with a big, um, fast vehicle that can kill people. But, I need all the um, brain scientists, though, to write in. Because yeah. I think, what is it, 25, right? Isn't it that when? I think it's, I think it's 25 when, like, technically. For all intents and purposes, that's when your brain stops, like when it's fully matured. But again, I I know that there are a, oh my God, a gaggle of brain scientists that listen to (laughs) page seven. Can we get some of just a small handful, a small select section of brain scientists to listen to this podcast? (laughs) Please write in and let us know what your thoughts on this brain development thing. But I do think, but it is funny that you can make a lifelong commitment to someone where you like put all of your money and everything into it. You can do all this years before you're allowed to rent a car for a weekend. I mean, what are we doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway. Yeah, you could oh, also have a back. child hold it. I know. That shouldn't <laughs> yeah, be I was gonna say, I think possible too. If, if you don't like that, wait till you find out at what age people can reproduce because <laughs> it is shocking. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> It I say is we shocking. force and I don't vasectomies think that's a until they're either. 25 and then you undo the vasectomy. Uh, yeah. Oh, we're gonna, going on for sterilization, <laughs> right? That's good. Yep. Wow. No problems with that at all. It's, it's bring it in. Holden, Holden's just tired from his vacation. Yeah, I need a vacation got, for my vacation. He's got grumpies. Okay. I don't know if you've noticed. By the, by the way, uh, before you write in upset with me, I'm joking. Holden's joking. Holden's joking. I mean, the broccoli thing, whatever. But the Holden's joking. Holden's joking. So <laughs> MJ's joking too. MJ's joking too. Holden doesn't really. MJ's um, not joking though. MJ says, MJ's joking, but MJ's not people. actually joking. Go on, MJ. MJ. Yes. No, you can be 
You can be you can be mad at me for saying that uh, we shouldn't sterilize whole groups. Of people. <laughs> um, but you I do I do take it, it too far you know sometimes. I mean? You reverse like that song. It's <laughs> uh, never reverse it. You know what I mean? You reverse it. Yeah, just like that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, what, Miss, is it Missy Elliott? Yeah. That's what yeah, Missy Elliott was talking Missy about. Elliott. That's the great thing about it, right? I mean, I think the ladies would probably love it a little bit if we did that. <laughs> Jesus. You don't have to worry about some thinking. dude fucking leaving you with do a... Do we have anything more to say about Jimmy Buffett? What are we doing got, here, I, Yeah, I, you know, I, I did want to bring up the fact that the last podcast on the left. Yes, we yeah, are uh, wow. our our flagship show here on the network. Uh, the last podcast network was in USA Today. And look at this talk about a crossover, right? Whoa. I took that from Wizard and the Bruiser. I, I stole it. And now it's our thing. And you can't have it back. So if you say it ever again, you owe me $20 mm. every time you say it. Okay. All right. Um, so apparently they were doing an interview with Ken Jennings, who is the new, I was about to say, I can't. you can't just say he's the new Alex Trebek, but um, you know what I mean if I say he's the new Alex Trebek. And he was talking about a talking to Alex Trebek the day before he died and and essentially Alex Trebek was like giving him information like advice and they had this like real heart to heart but apparently Ken Jennings hadn't talked about this anywhere else so it ended up being this like groundbreaking story of like Ken Jennings opens up about last moments with Alex Trebek when like they just were like having or like they weren't trying to get groundbreaking information from Ken Jennings. And I don't know if Ken Jennings was trying to give the groundbreaking information, but isn't that kind of fun? They were in USA Today. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, look at us, a breaking news network yeah. over here. Yeah, yeah. They say you gave me the impression he always did over the years, which is that he did not want to be the center of attention of Jeopardy. He was never announced as the star of Jeopardy. He was the host of Jeopardy because he thought the game itself and the contestants should be the star, which is very sweet. But you see, I also I ended up talking to him on what turned out to be the night before the uh, the day he passed away and guest hosting for him. Uh, we thought, oh, he's going to get better. He's going to bounce back. He'll be hosting again. I was just going to fill in. So sweet and uh, sad and. And um, apparently yeah. Alex Trebek was a lot more fun than people might have perceived. He said during commercials, he would tell jokes, go into the crowd. He loved to warm up the crowd himself and do little impressions. He was a very light, funny guy. I love that, too, because I listen, I absolutely love Jeopardy. I love Alex Trebek. But like also part of what is so lovable about it was that his like short little interviews with each guest I wouldn't call them like plotting, but I would say that they were like, they were, and I wouldn't call them stilted. What word am I looking for? They were just like, I was always just kind of like, are we all going to get through this? Okay. Yeah, you know, like, it was like a little stiff, a little stiff for sure. Yeah. And um, it wasn't hit. It was just, uh, he was, I wouldn't call it, Alex Trebek like a loose cannon, you know. I think he he played it pretty close to oh, the man. Best. What if he was um, a loose cannon though? Like what if it was just like, oh, you Maybe don't know like, what's going to shoot out of that mouth? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like the whole thing with why SNL's, um, you know, Celebrity Jeopardy was so satisfying right. is because Will Ferrell really captured Alex Trebek's um, like. Uh, real commitment to keeping on yes, track. Yes, the ultimate you know, straight Jeopardy. man at the end of the day. Yeah, for sure. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, uh, it's just going to be, it's just a drop of tay, all right? It's just a drop of tay because we do need to bring up the fact that there is this, like, you know, record-breaking 
concert movie that oh, well, Holden and I, 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 that Holden and I are going to go see because I got us tickets Thank to you. go see. I was puking and shitting in Cancun uh, the day we were leaving, unfortunately, but I was at least the rest of the trip was very awesome and I had a great time. But on the last day, I literally in a total sickly haze texted Jackie and said, Please, God, get us tickets At to this. At like 6 a.m. my time, yeah. by the way. I was like, please, for love of God, get us tickets to this. I'm too sick to do it. And uh, Jackie came through, and I really appreciate I cannot. We're going to get fucked for this, by the way. It's the middle of the day on a Saturday, too. Oh, yeah. I'm getting fucking lit for this thing, dude. It I'm- is. So for those of you that don't know... Taylor Swift is releasing Eras the as a concert movie that is going to be exclusively in AMC. I think exclusively in AMC. Yes, AMC like theaters. It's kind of amazing. Uh, they, they, she pitched her. They they filmed it at SoFi Stadium. It was outside of the strike laws or whatever. So it was condoned by SAG and everything like that, by the way, to get this thing made. Um, and then she. That's good to know. And actually. then she shopped it to streamers, and the deals all sucked that they were offering. So they were like, fuck it. We'll put in our own money to distribute this thing in movie theaters. I want to see more of this. I actually got to do one of these. Um, it was Fish's quote-unquote last concert. They continued to tour after this, but they were like, stop. They were going on an indefinite hiatus, and they did a live feed of their last concert in movie theaters, and I went with my brother, and it was fucking awesome. We got into like a glow stick war during Divided Sky, which is like what you do. That was like It was such a fun movie theater experience, and so I'm really, really excited I feel so bad for anyone trying to see a movie in the theater that weekend, by the way, that is not uh, this. Well, that's why Blumhouse made a very difficult decision and decided that the new Exorcist movie that is coming out was supposed to originally be released on October 13th, which is the day that the Eras Tour is also being released. So they moved it up a week. Good Because they didn't want to compete. with, And it was like, I so smart. Yeah. But like how pissed off must they have been when they saw that this was coming down the pipes oh, and yeah. like, are you yeah, imagine that meeting. Me? Uh, although people wanted ta- oh, Taylor Sist or whatever is, I think, what they were calling Taylor it. Sis. Or Swifter yes. Sist. Yeah, yeah, They yeah. wanted a new Barbenheimer <laughs> and they thought that was going to be it and everybody was going to get all hype on. Honestly, I would love Swifter System. I might do Swifter System anyway. I know. I I, I would totally. We sh- Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll do a double feature. We'll yeah. start we're with We're seeing Eras. it at 3.30 in the afternoon. We're going to be hammered. I want to get shit house for this <laughs> oh, anyways. Oh, yeah, we're taking an Uber. Yes, we're, we're taking an Uber. <laughs> we're taking mini we're told, oh, yeah. Friendship bracelets. I hope you're in our theater. And, you know, um, I know there's going to be a bunch of obnoxious young uh, uh, ladies and whatnot there, but I want to out-obnoxious them, Jackie. I want to out-broccoli haircut them uh, with get our the obnoxiousness. If you want right, to do it, I say you get the haircut. How do I get the Who? Where do you get even go haircut. to get the haircut? I think go to Sonia. Go to our friend. Dude, Sonia I have give this you haircut. It's literally... Haircut. It's just an undercut, and then you foof it up. I've literally had a broccoli haircut since 2016 when my middle schoolers had them in 2016, and I was like, you guys look cool. <laughs> and that's how cool I am. I, I think you're very cool, I think you're MJ. very cool, MJ. And it's I definitely, drool, out of the three of us, Holden is by far the least cool of, of the three of us. I'm a, I'm a Swifty who loves Street Fighter. I've got no one, li- no one likes that. No, no one wants that. no. Um, Nobody. It was hilarious. I was in the Uber That's on true. the way Everybody home. That's true. Everybody is really confused. I was in the you. Uber <laughs> on the way home from um, 
from the airport from Lax, and we get in, and he's like, "Do you want us to, do you want me to change the music?" And Tovlo was on. We we're like, "No, we love Tovlo." Like he was like, "Oh man, nobody nobody usually uh, even knows my music." You know what I mean? This is great. It's like my personal playlist. And we were talking. Then a little ways later, I was like, "He's in a pop," you know. Uh, so uh, what? You a Swifty per chance? He was like, "Oh no." Are you? Whoa. And then he just proceeded to like take a fat <laughs> shit on uh, Taylor Swift. It was so oh. funny, but he had me crack it up. It was in a funny way. Open the door and, and shove you up. Told, he told us yeah. great stories. Like apparently all the Uber drivers band together during the Eras weekend to not take anyone to SoFi Stadium that weekend because everyone was so obnoxious and like awful. Oh, and no. yeah, yeah. He said he took one like group of girls and their drunk dad and it was like a horrible experience. And then everybody, all the Uber drivers were like, nope, we're not going to SoFi. We're not doing it. By the way, LA, one of the only places where it shows you exactly where the person wants to go. Uh, I didn't know this. In, in LA, it, 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 because there's, because in LA, there's so many Uber drivers that they took, first of all, there's no minimum on how many passengers you need to take for a ride like there are in other places. And in LA, one of the few places where it actually shows you ahead of time where the person wants to go. So that's why maybe you're experiencing some selective issues when you want to go somewhere that maybe isn't the most ideal. Isn't that uh-huh. fun? We got some, I got the inside in from this guy. We actually had a really good, uh, Uber, Uber driver even though he shat, man, he ruthlessly shat on Taylor Swift. It was so funny. So funny. Man, I just can't hear you talking about that without thinking about you on the toilet, though. Now it's just, just well, going, like, I was going to say, you were the one stop. who was shitting. Luckily, I, weirdly enough, the car ride to the airport and the car ride from the airport that day, that was not the nauseous time or the shitting time. Luckily, I was like, my body weirdly, or someone up, someone out there, Christ or whoever it was, said, Nye, Yant <laughs> will shite inside your apartment room and not in the airplane, uh, which was covered is, in wet. That's yeah, nice. It was bad. It would have been bad if I had to. It was a United flight. It would have been rough. I thought about you because I saw some TikTok <laughs> that was talking about a um a plane that had to turn around. They were in an overseas flight and they had to turn around and fly back to Atlanta because um, oh, yeah. Someone diarrheaed so much all that down it the all aisle. came up out of the toilet, and it was going down the aisle, and it became a bio. Oh my <laughs> it god! Became a biohazard. Oh my god, Jackie! Why did you tell us that? <laughs> I saw the same headline, so I'm glad you elaborated <laughs> for it. That's kind of pop culture, right? <laughs> that's kind of shit <laughs> streaming down the aisle of an airplane. That's sort of like that's sort of like you know what's going on with the Kardashians. That's sort of like Kanye West getting a blowjob on a boat. I'm surprised you didn't include that, by the way, in the I article. I was too, honestly, I was too <laughs> upset. I was so upset for the person. Job. We're going to just skip right I, past I that. I went over boat blowjob because I was upset <laughs> about the other people that were on the very small boat with uh, them. And I was like, that fucking sucks. I think that that's like, is the, uh, it, it like yucked me out about like, did you con- like is are, is everyone if everyone's like down if you're like hey I'm gonna get this blowgy right behind you but can you, you imagine cool getting it? sucked off while someone's just going in the mood it's your eye <laughs> like a big a pizza pie that's a you know what I mean it is yeah it's great and that's so romantic MJ what do you think about that getting a blowjob on a boat in Venice huh yeah it sounds nice <laughs> again I I agree that you should make sure that everybody else is cool with it but speaking of things we haven't talked about guys how are we not talking about the giant 
Um, I don't know how much shit there is, but it seems like a bit of a shit flood happening at Burning Man right now. Oh my god! I'm sorry. Did you mean Drowning Man? All oh, right, Jack has been waiting to scream. Drowning that Man. I didn't come up with that. The Rumors internet of came Ebola up with that. Happening at. <laughs> they should call a it Ebola Man. man. I mean, it, it is. Like... <laughs> BP added more than seventy billion dollars to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. There's such a weird relationship we as a society now have with Burning Man, right? I feel like it's it's it was very much aligned with like what are they called rainbow festivals or whatever? Rainbow not, people? You're I'm talking not, about rainbow people? Yeah, or whatever. No, or what? You know what I mean? The, the rainbow gatherings, right? Yeah. There was that, and then there's the rainbow parties where the women put different colored lipstick on, God, uh, and then to they go would to one, but apparently they don't get... exist. <laughs> apparently they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, and. But Burning Man over time has, of course, changed a lot. And I think there's still people who would. I I, I had a couple people I follow who are, who are literally there, I think, right now still uh, trying to get out. There's definitely this feeling of hubris, though, right? Especially, like, on Twitter and spaces like that where people, you know, because it costs so much money to be a part of it. It's so, like, floofy do And, like, we're all here together, man. But it's Kind of seems like it's also for a bunch of rich people to from Silicon Valley to like feel like they're like one with nature or whatever. So we go back and forth. Some people, there's a good chunk of people that go and do the do. Agre- you know, agreed. There's, there's, agreed. There's definitely. Yeah. I, th- I think we've decided that it's all rich. You know, yes. Silicon Valley. Well, that's because that's right. what we see on right. social media. They yes. kind of took it over. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. I, I don't know what it feels like. I don't know if you're like an. I have a friend who's been like an original burner for like decades, and I don't know. If for those people, if it feels like, man, this sold out or if it's just like they're still doing their thing and then the VC tech bros right. are doing their thing. I think it depends on what kind of but drugs no you're one's into. Doing anything I mean, it's right 70,000 people. So it kind of feels like you could have very uniquely different experiences, you know, depending your on your burn. situation. But it is interesting to see it all go, go to shit with them. Um, of course, everybody's being like, it's not bad. It's fine. We're banding together and we're a community. But I'm like, you know, you didn't want this experience. No one wants this experience. The mud, the way, and I love that it's called the playa. The way the mud sticks the to the foot in the playa is um, seems rough. It, it, it sticks, it clumps and sticks together. So you end up with these like huge... You know, they look like moon boots or something that you're trying to walk around <laughs> in. You know, every, everybody's... It sounds yeah. rough. But also, too, like, technically you shouldn't be walking around because it when it rains that hard, and then you, it, you're you not supposed to walk around it because it actually fucks up the playa. Yeah. And you, you know, and it, and it ruins the playa. Yeah. Uh, but 
I don't know how to feel about it. I mean, the cynical part of me wants to go all in on it and be like, this is so dumb and... You know, it's all it's glam, it's glamping at its finest. You know what I mean? So like, there, there's all these. But also, like, if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Like, it's only if someone's just like, you know, gets in my face about right, makes like, it their personality. Like, if it's that, and even then, I'm like, all right, I guess that's who you you live the life of burn and and honestly. Good on you. Ha- have at. If, yeah, if it's a, if it's a piece, you know, nobody deserves to drown in a in a desert full of shit water, you know. But um, I, I do think it's very funny that Diplo and Chris Rock managed to escape on foot, and then with the help yeah. of a friendly hitchhiker. I think that's yeah. that's a real like buddy story that we need. Well, more did of. you see a lot of the cars because they couldn't get, they can't get out with cars because like all of them are just getting trapped in like the. The mud. To, to be fair, they were like, "Don't try to leave. You you will get fucked if you try to leave." And then, of course, idiots still try to drive out. And now they're probably more fucked than they would if they were if they just would have tried to stay. But that's got to be scary too. It's that's be scary the scary to be part. Being trapped would be very scary. Yeah. yeah, to just be like, "No, you can't leave." Like this is public land, and so the Bureau of Land Management is in charge now, and the Feds are telling you you, can't you cannot leave. leave. I would be so yeah, scared. that would be scary as hell. I f- yeah, yeah. So in that way, I don't know whether I'm proud of Diplo and Chris Rock for figuring their own way out, or if I want them to show solidarity with the seventy thousand other people who were trapped. But I just think it's such an odd and fun pairing for Diplo to be like, "Hey, Chris Rock, you want to get out of here?" You right. Know? I, I'm I'm trying to look stuff up on it now too. I think people are able to get out today. I think is when they can start maybe getting out. Yes, but they were supposed they were supposed to be able to you know. It was supposed to end on like Sunday. Just the fact of like, if someone just told me like, you now you must stay here, and like, especially in that kind of situation, if like, assuming you're on a bunch of drugs, and like, wait a second, you're telling me I can't. Leave. Well, even worse, you're coming <laughs> yeah, down right. off of yes. a bunch of drugs, and so. like you run out exactly. of drugs, you're and then not, you just yeah. yes. sober dealing with it. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I mean, is there music? Ha- like, what's yeah, I've seen happened? some videos. They all there's just... definitely like music playing. People trying to like really make yeah. the the most of it and have fun with it. It'll be interesting to see the stories that come out of this. If if we get, I'm sure. I feel like maybe we'll get that Netflix documentary or something, which might be fun, but. Yeah, since I haven't really heard a lot of updates, it might not. Maybe it's not as bad as it initially seemed. I don't know. It's not like I've gotten new. Like people are really fucked out there. Updates, but we'll see. Once people actually finally fully make it out, I heard there's Ebola. There's that. I yeah, think. the Ebola thing. I think was is just that a, fake? A yeah, funny I think Twitter that was rumor. bullshit. I think that yeah. was fake. But I'm sure that there was a lot of shit problems. Yeah, I mean, I mean backed again, up talk about- porta-potties. I think that was one of the first awful things that was going on was they couldn't, you know, no, relieve No, there's the- no Ebola. I, yeah. I don't want to start bad there's rumors. no Ebola. That was not a thing. I mean, I'm sure people were getting, like, sick and stuff. And, and what they did, they were investigating a death or two. Uh, for sure. Yeah, there was a rumored death. And again, very f- a lot of jokes to write there about how Diplo, you know, and Chris Rock would be patients zero and one if they if there was Ebola there and then they got out. 
and they bring the Ebola to the rest of the country. There you but go. that's not what happened. Diplo, that's how it starts to spread. I, I love that Diplo to, was like, um, I just had to make it out of there. Like, you know, just to, as it seems like Diplo framed it as I have a concert tonight. I just had to get out. Um, and it right. sounds like it was uh, Diplo looking out for Diplo, not necessarily Diplo oh, looking yeah. out for his fans. But, you know, you got to do what you got to sure. do. I would also probably try to hitch a ride if I was at Burning Man. Yeah. And if there was any, if, if someone offered me a lift and could get me out of a place where they told you you can't leave, leave from I'd be like yes I'll do whatever I have to to get out let me out but maybe again that's just my I don't like tiny spaces um creeping out of my mouth there but um just being t- I know that you're in the playa but um, the playa I don't want to be in the, in the playa the playa is in you man I just um I just can't believe I used to go to festivals like that and now like I'm so I get so anxious about being around and I blame the goddamn pandemic yeah. of being around that many people in a place that I can't easily get out of I just like can't do it anymore and I feel like such an old I mean I'm not like a broccoli hair hating old but like <laughs> I am a I get too anxious to be around too many people old it's just, I just, it's broccoli. You know what I mean? It's. I love broccoli. I mean, think it's my about how oh, people. Oh, the veggie tails. You know what I mean? I wish I were. I love Jesus. I am a cucumber. <laughs> Where do I put my seeds? <laughs> all right, please, people. Um, all right, I guess it's time. You know what time it is. Oh, we do. That's right. It's time for the celebrity conspiracy. Hit me with a share. Do you believe it? Is Doja Cat playing the long game? Okay. The answer is probably yes. This one comes in from Amanda, who writes, I posited this theory to my fiance while we watched Doja's newest music video, and he is unimpressed. Which creepy creeps. Did you, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. But I thought y'all might support me better. Doja has been all up in the news over the past six months or so for saying some wild shit. She's accused her fans for, of being stupid, for listening to her music, called her past albums cash grabs, claimed she's going to disappear, etc. You all know you covered it. But the attention, uh, but then attention and Paint the Town Red come out, and they're both bangers, first of all, and they seem to have themes surrounding the fame machine. And her relationship to it. The music videos have demonic themes and imagery connecting the music industry and hell together. Doja's always been a creative shoved into a marketable box. I wonder if she's managed to squeeze out a little of the weirdness that's always made her unique. I've been squeezing out some weirdness lately, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Doja's always been heavily influenced by meme culture and the internet. What if she's writing a narrative into her music and playing the part on the socials? Think The Weeknd's weird Vegas story. Storyline he even dragged into his SNL and Super Bowl performances. Is Doja purposely blurring the lines between the story of her music and reality to garner attention for her fourth studio album? Anyway, this will be easily disproved if the album comes out and her attitude doesn't change. But honestly, if she just takes the money and disappears, then good for her. Love you guys, Mama Amanda. I mean, here's the thing, Amanda. I don't even think it has to do specifically with this album. I think that it is just, um, it's a PR move. Yeah. You think so? But I think that you are completely completely right but she knows how to work and i think right now the best way to get attention is fu- is kind of fucking with stands a little bit right for better for worse right i mean if you look at it you know in the case of taylor like when did she when was she splashy in the news for a minute with the maddie healy bullshit you know like in in any time there's this like a front to the fandom seems to be lately why um and that's why we're changing this to 
Page Seven presents the Taylor Swift podcast, and I'm very excited <laughs> no, to be announcing we this. Can. <laughs> I'm going with you to stop, Aries. Jackie. I'm trying to fuck with the fans so that they can scream about us on the Facebook page, and then we get more attention that way. Okay, and then maybe we get picked up by something. <laughs> oh, we're, okay, we're the PR move. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I I definitely think it's it's largely for publicity. I also think it is. I'm sh- the way she talks about. It, I could see it being a little bit of a freeing experience to just say like I don't have to placate you people. I don't know you people. I don't. I I I I've get, I give you my music. The problem is this. At the end of the day, though, she her career doesn't exist without the fans, and there's no way. To, so, so you kind of you you kind of have to find the balance in between, right? It's like you owe them nothing, and you owe them everything. It's the dichotomy. It's the it's the paradox of fandom. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. Thoughts? I mean, I it it seems like there's a, a maybe a fandom bubble that will burst at some point where maybe or will change at some point right like there's been in this and and we talked about this last time we talked about doja cat but over the last basically with the internet this increasing blurring of space of the hierarchies between famous people and non-famous people want to be domesticated fuck you holden you know what sucks for me you know what sucks for me? Every time I hear used to be young, I fucking think about that fucking guy, Robin Thicke, because I think about how she got so much shit for dancing with him at the fucking VMAs, and he was the douchebag, not her. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. But she they were like, but her, te- her tongue was waggling out of her I know. mouth. They were like, look at this slutty 20-year-old and this fucking creepist Robin Thicke. Let's point and laugh at the 20-year-old girl. Yes, I'm... Very into revisiting Miley Cyrus's youth right now. Oh my God, how <laughs> great is that fucking song? It's so good. It's, it's so just so, I could listen to that woman talk. I, she should become an audiobook person, man. Oh I, my God, her voice. I love I'd her do voice. anything for Miley Cyrus. She's so hot. I know. So I'm just like, oh, I, I want to kiss her. Oh, I want to be her. Oh, I just need. And also, remember, everyone was such a dick to her when she came out as like pansexual too. Everyone was like, oh, you're just such a slut. And it's so, <laughs> so bad, so bad, how bad. We talk about how everyone was bad to Britney, but like the bad Badness to young women went way past yeah, Miley 2008. Was, Miley was the yeah. the second coming of Britney in Absolutely. certain ways, for sure. A hundred percent. I like to think that people aren't like that with young famous people anymore, but that's also because young famous people are doing it so differently, I guess, right? Like how Billie Eilish is just like, you cannot comment about me. I will make myself uncommentable, you know? Like, uh-huh. you won't see my body. You won't, I, I don't know. It just seems like, a, it seems like, very young, famous people are trying to be like, um, trying to define their own narrative in a way that people like Miley, even you know, uh, less than a decade ago, weren't really allowed to do. So, going back to your point on, you think there's going to be a burst bubble? You think it's going to be the housing market, but for fandoms? Do you well, think there will know. be a fan it, revolt? Or I don't. I mean, I don't exactly know what the, the burst bubble looks like, but it just seems like we. I, I don't know. I see. I think about this all the time. That it just seems like we're. 
you know, there is such a um, the YouTube fandom and the, inter- I mean, there's still these superstars, obviously, and like Doja Cat is one of them, but I just think it's very interesting that she's just like, what if I did a thing where I said, absolutely fuck all of you guys? <laughs> and it's like the opposite of what Taylor does, right? Where she like wants everyone to like her. Um, and uh-huh. I don't know what a burst bubble would look like, but it just seemed like, I think all the time about like, when my kids are like at college, um, you know, if the world still exists then, if they, and they reference like what they watched as kids, like when we went to college, it was like, oh, did you watch fucking Thundercats? Yeah, me too, man. But like, already like yeah my kids have some like there's some things that all kids watch like Paw Patrol or whatever but like it just seems like there is such a like they hung out with their cousins for a week and now they're really into this like one YouTube channel even though of course right. I was like no YouTube but it's happening like and so yeah. I just I, I just wonder the the burst bubble I guess to me is more about like the hierarchy of like superstar and regular person and it seems like that is just a blurred line or here's here's a weird blurred line here's here's a weird blurred line (laughs) i think because because a lot of the doja cat stuff was was with stan accounts and the interesting thing with stan accounts is this is a this is a weird thing we've run into now where stan accounts pop up and then it's this weird thing where it's like they're they go about it like they're working for the star but there was no hiring process or vetting process or anything like that. There's no money involved. So all of a sudden, it's like I put you in the position that I'm your employee, but there was no actual establishment of a relationship there. And so then there becomes this weird resentment afterwards when it's like they're not like just giving up everything to the Stan account or like giving, you know, being as. And it's like, I think that that is valid for Doja Cat to be like, I don't. I didn't ask you to be a Stan account. Yeah. I didn't ask, like, I don't, you're, you're forcing me into a situation where I like owe you something, but that's when it gets a little uncomfortable. You yeah. know what I mean? And I think that stuff is a little bizarre. Cause I mean, of course I'm on, I'm constantly looking at like Stan account stuff and they do it like it's their fucking job. Yeah. that That's also the most interesting thing. And I'm not saying it's like a bad thing is I have like, people who support my channel in in a similar-ish fashion where they're, like, very helpful in making my channel happen in a certain way, right? But it, it does it does get interesting, the relationship there, when you have that, that kind of thing going on because that's where social media is just very bizarre, right? That, that it's even, like, moderators on Reddit I'll never understand. I'll never understand the people that go and moderate a, a subreddit like it's a part-time job, like in their lives. I I kind of get. I mean, it gives you purpose. It gives you something. Also, it's probably just like, like a, a fun hobby. thing. Yeah, Community. I think it's just a hobby. I well, think it's just you people say it's that... fun, but they have to deal with a lot of bullshit. I mean, yeah. thanklessly. You know, I also hate playing video games because it gives me anxiety. You know, there's just like, and that's not how you see video games. Some maybe like because if you're right. staring at like something like I don't know, you're reading legal documents all day, and then it's just like a fun like oh. Great. I'm going to post this meme about Doja Cat. Or, or like, gonna, like, I get that. You would that. be a police officer if that wasn't, didn't come without all that it came with. So, this is a way for you to like police, 
without being yeah, because then you're in charge, and yeah. then you get that like dopamine of just like I'm in charge here, and like, and I, I, I do understand where people come from when they're doing jobs like that. Well, I get to agree to disagree, broccoli head. Well, all right, I am a broccoli head, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I guess you I'm are take a broccoli my head. Crocs. Well, I'm a I'm fucking an... parrot head. Thank you very much. You are so Rest not a parrot head. head. You are so not a parrot head. If I go rid of hell, it's yeah. one of the only two songs he yeah, wrote. You're only singing the hits. You don't even know the other songs. <laughs> No, I know. Give me one margarita and I'll give you some air. I mean, give me two there would be no margarita song if Jimmy Buffett didn't exist. This is true. All know this. Too Jimmy bad Buffett we didn't get that crossover, So though. that margarita song lady could run. That's true. That's true. In the and canon of songs about margaritas, there are really two standouts. <laughs> 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 I know, and I was making, I, so I was telling uh, Jackie, my mama's in town, I was making the margaritas, and I kept having to only sing the very first half of the first line of the song, and then Just I, but I kept, give me one margarita, all right, yeah, all right. it stops there, I know, I've been doing this all summer, I keep wanting to like sing it around my family, I'm like, nope, can't do it, it is not Just, one of those yep, songs. not made for, we gotta get the kids bop version of margarita song. Uh, <laughs> no. here, so. Give me one, one margarita and I'll You can't even say fort. margarita. Yeah, it's like, yeah. give me one soda pop and I'll, <laughs> I'll burp a lot. <laughs> good times, Ugh. good times. All right, well, there you go. I guess, uh, I don't even know. We, we, we believe. believe. Yeah, yeah we, we believe. believe across the board. We believe. We believe. Well, it's time for the list. Oh! oh. Who's, Who's on, on the list? list? Me! Jackie. Gotta have that list. Hit songs is secret backstories there are i mean this first one i had absolutely no idea queen's collaboration with david bowie on under pressure was pure impromptu david bowie just happened to be by the studio where queen was recording tracks for their 10th studio album when both parties decided to work on an original piece during a 24-hour session mercury and bowie even did their vocals separately without hearing each other Whoa. as they sang their part man those the drums in that how, room must have been immaculate. But how awesome is that? Like, I chose this list. I literally read no other parts of this list. I read that and I was like, done. That's this awesome. list, that's really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I guess I'm going to continue on because <laughs> Kirk Hammett ganked part of the solo from Sleep With One Eye Open. Uh, it is Enter Sandman from Hearts. Magic Man. Mm. He said, but I didn't get it from Hart's version, explained Hammett. I got it from a cut off Ice-T's Power album where he used it as a sample. The guitarist said he kept hearing the lick and thought, I have to snake this. <laughs> and there comes Enter Sandman, I which I feel like snake he's got to snake this. What does that even mean? What does snaking it mean? I think it means he took it. I think he snaked it. Oh, okay. I thought it was like a beat off thing or so. I thought he was like, you know what I mean? I, no, was- I don't think it's a beat off thing Holden. <laughs> I think he's just metal Holden. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm persecuted this episode. You, know you what are mean? persecuted. You, are persecuted. You, you deserve so to be persecuted. Yeah, you're persecuted. This, uh, this We're is... going to look back and say it's a bit it's a bit much. No, this is the crucifixion of Holden episode. Welcome. <laughs> Persecution implies out... that you don't deserve it, but in this case, I think you do deserve it, so it, we need a different word. I'm a bit of a martyr over here. <laughs> yeah. You're a bit of a whore of Babylon, more like. <laughs> oh, Come right, on, please. Riverdale, everybody. It's, it's over. All right, it's over. Oh, my God. I can't believe it took us this long to get to that. How do you guys feel? Uh, well, <laughs> weird. We, honestly, 
Famously, we recorded an entire episode of Riverdale Roundup while watching Riverdale, the last episode, and it is just us crying for 45 minutes. So that's how we <laughs> So feel. that will be out soon. It wow. will be out soon. It really is, was that. It was a very sad episode. Oh, wow. It was wow. Why? really, really sad. It really um, makes you think about your life and like all of the oh people that have come in and out of your life and Ugh. and like when you lose touch and like it went through how each one of them died. It was almost and needlessly like, okay, sad. Well, it, I don't want to call out a different show, but it sounds like they just totally ripped off one of the most classic, incredible series finales of a TV show and just completely stole that is exactly what that means. All Riverdale does is cop from other shows. That's what it does, yeah. it's, a, it's a pesky you, you thing of Riverdale. It's a cult- Hey, do you know the show I'm referencing? Six Feet Under, right? Oh, no, I didn't want to say it. I didn't want to ruin it for anybody. But how similar was it to that? I actually, I only know this because of everybody talking about how the Riverdale ending was like the Six Feet Under ending. I haven't seen Six, Dude, Six Feet yeah. Under. Yes. You, you just described, I was like, you're just describing the most iconic, my favorite series finale of all time. And it dev- <laughs> and they just stole it. My, yep. And also, my guess is that it made sense Did a in Six Feet Under while, it, while where, it happened. Where it probably didn't need to happen so melodramatically in Riverdale. But again, that's Riverdale, man. And what are they going to do? They're going to do seven seasons of a show that makes no sense. And then they're going to make the series finale be about death and loss for yeah. absolutely no reason. For and no reason. They did it and they nailed it. All right. They did they a great job. It. Well, it sounds like they stole it. We, but, uh, oh, yeah. It. But they, they take a lot. There's a lot of liberties taken over on Riverdale. There's a lot. It's of, a collage of cultural references. Anything that they yes. steal. This is the thing. If you make enough cultural reference, it's like girl talk. If you make enough, if your whole project is referencing other things, then is it stealing or is it right. a is cultural it? commentary? You know? Right. Well, Dolly Parton's Jolene came from the singer's two separate real-life experiences. She came up with the name during a show where she met a beautiful eight-year-old girl named Jolene, and the homewrecker angle came from a redhead bank teller who developed a huge crush on her husband. Wow. And I love the fact, I want to know, the reason why I'm reading this factoid, I mean, obviously love Dolly Parton, but also, how did she find out that the bank teller had a huge crush on her husband. Did she like? Was she overtly hitting on him? Did she assume that she she had a crush on him? Was this something that like her husband came home and was just like, oh my god, Dolly, I was at the bank and she asked for my number and I don't know what to do. Yeah, and also the experience of just meeting someone named Jolene is not really. She's <laughs> just like that's a separate experience. She met someone named Jolene and then she <laughs> right. heard about a bank teller who had a crush on her husband. I mean, I like this backstory in a way, but it almost makes me feel less excited about the song to know that it wasn't some <laughs> bitch named Jolene. It was just some I do feel like the husband did come home and was like, somebody's got a crush on me. That's what I would have done. That's what I would have done. I'd like, you got a redhead at the bank and she wants a tiny little spank from I'm surprised that um, more people don't have crushes on you. I know it. I get it. Well, happily married man, so don't come fucking near me. (laughs) You fucking B-words listening that that are horned out by this guy a little bit. Also, before anybody writes an email at me about Girl Talk, Girl Talk is very good, and I love Girl Talk. I'm not trying to say that Girl Talk steals anything. I love Girl Talk. Girl Talk's great. This is a pro-Girl Talk podcast. A project of collecting pieces of culture. 
I understand. It's a collage. I like how you said it. it's a collage of pop culture. That Girl is, talks yeah. great, and also at the very same time, I am not interested in grooming any of you listeners. Okay, <laughs> I keep it clean Did you and in the pants. I keep I it waxed. No, no, no. Just people having crushes on me. Oh, crushes. He's still yeah. hung up on everyone having crushes on me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yep, yep. Which I get, but I am anti-groom, okay? Take that to the doggy house or whatever and groom there. Well, speaking of grooming, Bad was originally going to be a collaboration between Michael Jackson and Prince. Wow. Rough segue, Jackie, but also a good segue. (laughs) Rough segue, but but real segue. Rough, but real. Producer Quincy Jones. (laughs) The guy who invented the segue wrote it off a cliff and died! Oh, oh, <laughs> um, I just love this little factoid part of it. Producer Quincy Jones says it was his idea to put the two rivals together and turn that antagonistic energy into pop gold. But guess what? Prince immediately said, no fucking way. <laughs> and I love that he just immediately brought it, brought to him and he was just like, no. No. Not got him. Yeah. <laughs> Go for him. Yeah. Good, good, so good for Prince. We're going to have to side with Prince in this one retroactively. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Now, um, this is surprising. Sam Smith sang Stay With Me, we all know this song, all by himself with no choir. He got the choir effect by layering his voice while standing in different spots about 20 times. That's cool. And what we hear is the finished demo. The song was written in 34 minutes and recorded in a single take. Wow. But it wasn't until he'd added the harmonies that he felt like the whole song suddenly made sense. That is... that. Cool move. Hell yeah. That's, yeah. that's a lot of fun. I had no idea, and that's a lot of fun. That's it's awesome. even crazy. He wrote the song in 34 minutes. Yeah, dude. Yeah, that's awesome. Love Sam Smith. No notes. Hell no yeah. notes. And um, last but not least, which one is going to be my last one? Ooh, there's so many of them. Mm. Andre 3000 wrote Outcasts Miss Jackson as an apology of sorts to the mother of his former partner, Erica Badu. Badu wasn't entirely thrilled with the track at first, but when asked how her mother felt about it, she said she bought her a Miss Jackson license plate. She had the mug. She had the ink pen. She had the headband. She had everything. She loved it. That's awesome. So... With fun, they're fun facts on this list. Fun facts. You did it, Jackie. You got very fun facts. Good one. Yeah, it's Thank a great you. list. Thanks, guys. Thank you. I almost feel like Thank we you. should do another part two of this. There's so many other ones. Yeah, there's so there's many other Maybe I will. There's a lot Maybe of, I, I freaking will. The whole Maybe list is greatest hits, too. It's of, of page seven. We got we got Shaggy. You know, we got oh, Stevie yeah. Nicks. We got the Macarena. We got, got the Macarena Leonard on Cohen and Shrek. I mean, there's a lot. You, you skipped right, all right over. We'll, all right. We'll come back with the next week. Sia and Camila Cabello. Yeah, there's a lot. Hell yeah. All right. There's a lot going on with me right now because I think I'm going blind. blind. Items. Oh, ah, we, we can't, can't see them. Here's a happy blind. This former actress turned host once saved the lives of hundreds of dogs from a kill shelter and used her network to find homes for all of them. She was a child actress. Now she's the host. Drew Barrymore. That's right. Of course, uh, of course she, she would. Of course. Man, That's why right. is, has she managed to just 
really land on her feet so, so flat. Like she's everything that Ellen was trying to do in terms of like just radiating kindness and warmth. But like, you know why? Real. I think because she legitimately is, is like, a it's, decent it seems person. any person that I've talked to that has interacted with her says she's like, same with Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Like the same, just like they're just because they're genuinely good people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. that's really fucking awesome. It's almost hard to, and, and, and it's harder and harder to get away with being secretly a shithead uh, nowadays, which mm-hmm. I think there is some, some validity to. But I amazing how many daytime nice. talk shows for our entire lives were dominated by like explicitly terrible people, right? Like uh-huh. not even talking yeah. about like Maury, but like, you know, Tyra and whatever, like, and right. like that, and Ellen who turned, you know, her thing was that she was nice, but it turned out she was not so nice. But I feel like now with Kelly Clarkson and, uh, and Drew Barrymore, it's just like, this is what it should have been this whole time. Yes. Agreed. Totally. Uh, Here's another one for you. There is someone from the bar show who is given a gift that never goes away to several people they work with and many fans too. Now, the someone is not named. What is the bar show? The bar Bar show? show. Always Sunny? Reality show. Oh. What's the show? People are addicted to it and we don't understand why. Jackie used to watch it and we don't understand why. When you say bar show, it. it takes place at a bar? Possibly. Yes, it does. <laughs> For it's the most a reality part. Or a bar show. restaurant. Bar restaurant. Oh, Vanderpump Rules. Yes. Uh, oh, okay. What would be a gift that never goes away? I'm going to guess um, something that is STD related. Yes. What would the STD might be that never goes away that uh, can be given to a lot of people? Herpes. Is it HIV? No. <laughs> <laughs> it starts with an H, though. Herpes. Yeah! Someone's giving everybody herpes at Vanderpump Rules. Whoa. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> Always that's far for the cool. Was, Always a good time. If it was HIV, that would be a pretty different blind item. Yeah, I don't think I would go with that blind, Jackie, if it was HIV. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, I mean, maybe the, the, that's, a, that's a really big blind. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't just that awful catalog sale deal that the uh, the, the constant demand uh, and the constant demand that the former A plus list tweener get back on the road that finally led to the firing of the manager. There was also the hitting on the wife thing that didn't go over very well. The Beebs. The Beebs. And who? The Scoot. Yeah, we're we'll g- talk about it more on The Leftovers. We're going to talk I'm about so Scoot and The Leftovers. About the, I was so sad to be away during the week where all the news was hitting of the Scooter Broad exodus. Ariana Grande. I didn't even know this. Well, my other favorite, like one of my top tops, Carly Rae Jepsen, I didn't know was a Scooter Braun. Oh, yeah. She yeah, I didn't Scoot, know that like, either until year. this article from this week. Yeah, it was yeah. like, wow, Holden's going to be upset about this. I mean, I am, but it's after the fact because she's leaving him. She yeah. hasn't worked with him actually for a while now, um, apparently. Like, she's kind of been distancing for a while. Love to see it. We'll talk about it more on The Leftovers. If you are not a patron, uh, check us out. Every week we do The Leftovers. We cover all the articles we haven't covered during the main show. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. But I'm very excited to talk about it. I'll just throw this in there as well. I, I had a secret bonus fourth blind. Whoa. But also Scooter Braun maybe hit on Haley Baldwin Beaver. Um, uh, potentially of as part of the Of course he rift. did. Of course he's hitting on, like, I feel like he probably thinks that, like, 
all women are owed to him. Mm-hmm. And I just, what a yucko. Uh, and lastly, this convicted music scammer is making the date for his next scam so far away. He has well over a year to scam as much money from people as possible. I'm still getting texts about it. Oh, the fire Festival I guy. I can't <laughs> believe Billy McFarland is doing fire too. I don't understand it. The second it. he got out of jail, he was just like, all right. Time to get Fire Festival Two started. And why what would are you, you call about? it? Why would you call it Fire, Fire two? two? Why would you associate yourself? Tickets are the lowest ticket is five hundred dollars right now. They're going back to the Caribbean. I cannot fucking believe this is happening, and I'm still getting texts from him directly asking me to go to Fire Fest to get Firefest merch. I mean, it is really blowing me away. That's the thing that I was thinking This guy is of. still doing this. The Burning Man trap kind of maybe was calling to mind a bit of the Firefest stuff, right? Of like finding yourself at a at what you think is going to be like a really cool. I mean, Burning Man's a little different cuz everyone knows they're like out camping. Um whereas Firefest was supposed to be real glam, but like the idea of just finding yourself at a festival and being like, "Oh no, no, no." We now we don't have enough food, we don't have enough water, and there's no way for you to get out. You know what I mean? Here's yeah. some, here's some text for you. Want to come to the fire event on eight twenty six? Uh, you know I got a uh, or wait wait here's another one. Uh, want your brand to pop this weekend? I'm jet skiing from Manhattan to the Hamptons with a bunch of talent for a promo video shoot. Hit me up if you want in. Oh my god, you oh gotta my go. God, you gotta go. Imagine Holden shows up. Hey, hey guys, uh, I'm ready. Let's I've responded to Holden none of to the these. Fire Festival too. I get hit oh, up like every fun. like few days or so. One in on fire. Yo, last message for the big one, big, big one. The Fire 2 hoodies sold out, and we're dropping 150 limited edition t-shirts today. Last of the drop. Want to buy one? And then, uh, most recently, Fire 2 tickets just dropped. Unreal. If you, I mean, at this point, if you're buying a ticket to Fire 2 after what happened, I, I, don't, I just don't even understand how this is able to happen on any level. How anyone's buying tickets... How he's able to even try this again uh, makes no sense. But it is, uh, yeah, I I guess it's going on. Um, You know, I don't know who's supposed to be there per se. (laughs) Everybody who's anybody who's everybody holds. Like what band is signing on to the, I mean, it's what even is the event at this point? It is It's fire too. Do you even need to know? Because the last one was a, Horror show. So don't so go to fire just pay that. Can you imagine just paying that much money just to be like, well, the last one was a shit show, but this one's got to be great. So right? do not go to Fire 2. Do come see us out in Nashville, Atlanta, and Tampa next week. And then also Royal Oak, Michigan, Columbus, Ohio, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, First October, week of October. Yeah, October 3rd, 4th, and 5th. Please come see us out. We're going to have a blast. Get your uh, tickets. Lastpodcastnetwork.com. It's a lot cheaper than Fire 2. Oh, my God. And I, I bet a lot more singing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actual entertainment will be there, which should be fun. Uh, incredible. I can see again. Hey, hey. guys. Welcome back, Holden. Welcome back. Oh, my God. It's so good to be here. Oh, oh my God. It's so great that you are here, but we got to leave you now because it's time for the end of the episode. And thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode of Page 7. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can come follow me over on Instagram at Jack That Worm, and you can get your tickets again. Release the Butthole Cut Tour. LastPodcastNetwork.com. Don't forget... To get your tick.
Crickets come out and hug us and sing along with us. Holden? Hey, sing along with us. Uh, check me out. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Monday through Friday streams. Twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho. Uh, Jack up with the Holdies every Friday. Um, or at least we do something. We haven't had it. We're not, man, we're not going to be able to do a proper one for a second. We yeah. got to figure this out. Yeah. But I will be, someone will be streaming on Friday in a jovial way. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> smiles. For sure. Uh, and what else? Uh, Page7podcast at gmail.com. Please send in your conspiracy theories and anything else. Much love over there. And MJ? My name's MJ. Forgive me for this episode, guys. I was on a massive internet delay, um, but I'm here. Yes. And I'm here. <laughs> and uh, and a little queer. And I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. All right. Let's sing the shout-out song because we've got a couple of weeks worth of shout-outs. So hold on to your bucket hats. Shout. 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 Let, Let it all out. out. These, These are, are the emails, emails that, that you wrote, wrote it about. Come on. We're going to read them to you. Come on. Oh, goodness gracious me. Thank you guys so much for sending in your shout outs. And you can send in your own shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. I love to read them. And I love being a smiler. Yep, that's what I said. And I won't take it back. I love being a smiler. You heard it here first. And why am I a smiler? Because I'm reading shout outs. Again, send in your own shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. So bear with me today and come along for the journey, won't you? Because we've got quite a few shout outs to catch up on from the last couple of weeks. And I'm so excited to spin some stories for y'all. First up, we've got Lizia. Lizia says, I've been listening to Page 7 for a little over a year now, and I've been a huge fan of LPN pods for nearly five years. I figured now would be a good as a time ever to write in a self-shout-out. Good a time as ever is how it is said, actually. Jackie? Lizia says, this year has been an absolute roller coaster for me. In January, I quit my second job due to a very traumatic work environment. It was literally making me sick. I wasn't eating or sleeping and I was crying and having debilitating panic attacks daily. I really needed the money, but I knew I was going to be in such worse shape if I stayed. Soon after I quit, my overall health took a complete 180 for the better. But just when I thought I was finally healing, I got knocked back down again. On January 31st, I was furloughed from my primary job of four years with no pay and no promise that I'd ever be called back to work. Job hunting is the absolute worst. But after pounding the proverbial pavement all day, every day for a month, I landed an amazing job with amazing coworkers and the kindest and best boss I could ever ask for. I am the happiest at work than I've been in years, and I finally get to utilize my graphic design degree. Congratulations. On top of that, this year I've come to embrace and celebrate my queerness more than ever before. I'm a sapphic leaning bisexual married to an adoring golden retriever gamer guy for 11 years. He has been so sweet and supportive of me in this joyous and beautiful new chapter of my life. I've also been studying up on queer history more than ever before, thanks to joining the gayler side of the Swifties late last year. Thank you for my well 
welcome. You guys have powered me through it all for better or worse. And thank you so much. And, th- and Lizia says, thank you, Jackie, MJ, and Holden for being you and doing what you do. I love you all so much. And we love you right back. Thank you so much for sharing such a positive experience. Hell yeah, you did it. Congratulations. Now, moving on to Eva. Eva says, I had been thinking about writing in for a while. And about a year and a half ago, I underwent an intensive RTMS treatment for anxiety and depression that was really controlling my life. I had few friends, a job I hated, and had never been in a romantic relationship. Flash forward to last Friday. I had quit that job to go back to school and was to start the first day of a job in my field on Monday. I'd been in a relationship since December and I was nervous but ultimately excited about my future. That Sunday, my girlfriend broke up with me. In a way, it was mutual, but she was the one who ripped the band-aid off. I saw it coming, but maybe not that night. I had noticed that we had been drifting apart, that she had less time for me, and that I felt lonelier within our relationship. One of the things she had mentioned is that she didn't see us ever living together. And I did, but I had kept it to myself because I had learned growing up that having feelings was crazy. I've always been a sensitive person, and I grew up in a family with a lot of addiction and unresolved intergenerational trauma where emotions were not allowed. It feels like a betrayal to have worked so hard to keep my feelings inside and to know that this was what had driven her away. I'm sad about the breakup, but I know I have to feel it. I'm writing emo poetry, I'm listening to Lucy Dacus, when I get my first check, I'll probably get a classic existential crisis haircut. I know that this is healing. I know that we love each other, but if we don't feel the same kind of love, we will end up hurting each other. She wants us to still be friends, and I think we will be. But right now, I am taking solace that I don't have to wait for her while I finish watching Yellow Jackets. I have taken so many first steps this past year. I've been through so much uncertainty and growth, and I'm proud that I'm not just here, but that I'm actively participating in my own life. Hell yes, Eva. That's what I love to hear. Thank you so much for joining us every week. And thank you so much for sharing something that is hurtful, but also a positive growth experience. And I'm proud of you. And it does suck. But I'm so proud of you for going through it and living it and feeling it. Now, moving on to Rebecca. Now, Rebecca has a shout out to another shout outer. Rebecca says to Tim from episode 501. Rebecca says, thank you for the beautiful story. And while it sounds like the most romantic, beautiful time slip into a thing that few ever really get, and I hope you get much more, the real alchemy was that this person saw you. He held up a mirror and he showed you yourself. We all spend so long relying on the shorthand of who and what we think we are that sometimes when someone else sees our wonder, our beauty and worth, it's intoxicating. But you, beautiful Tim, were the drug. You fell in love with yourself, the wild, fearless, open version of you that you wake up with every day. And while I sincerely hope that you get a chance at forever with this lovely man, no matter the outcome, you get to be the steward of the man who was so open and amazing on that trip and is still all those things on a boring Wednesday in a school library. Magic isn't just for vacations. You carry that spark. You are that spark. You have the luck to get to know him, and better still, you get to know new things about him. He's changing and growing and is fascinating. He's there every morning and every night. He's new and old and wise and fascinating. It sounds like you're building an amazing life for him. 
thank you for this gift. And the creative writing instructor that I am says, write this story. I wish you so much love and happiness and the knowledge down deep in your amazing bones that you are the spark. Chase it when you can, but don't forget that you can see it when you look in the mirror. Oh, Rebecca, bring me to my knees. And I'm not talking about Ice Planet Barbarians. I love what you wrote. And thank you for saying such wonderful things about me. And to Jackie, thank you for always starting the shout outs with thank you for sending in your shout outs. It makes me happy tear up every week. It's just us, all of us, falling in love with ourselves, bearing our happiness and sorrow, sharing and feeling support. You create a space where we all get to speak a moment of truth and hear it repeated back to us in the voice of absolute love and acceptance. Your voice and the way you take such care with the readings and inflection. You are our queen for a reason. You stop. What you are doing is a force for good in this dark universe. That phrase says it all. You are thinking us after all you give. And that is amazing and beautiful and wondrous. I love you, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your kind words and your beautiful. Oh, my God. Of course, you're a creative writing uh, teacher. You're unbelievable. I was swept away. So much love to you, baby. And thank you for taking the time in to respond to Tim. And uh, hopefully, Tim, you hear this and it fills you with love and love for yourself. Now, Sarah, thank you so much. And Sarah is so proud of their sister. My sister Jasmine is a doctor in her residency and has been working her tush off. She is one of the funniest people I know and is really supportive. We weren't super close as kids because she was scary, mean, older sister, and I was a grumpy, moody middle child. But now we're close and stay connected through our long-distance sistership. She's in Oregon and I'm in Alabama, and I am proud of her and feel blessed she's my sister. I'd also like to send a shout-out to any person who has been pregnant because I am experiencing it for the first time and can't stop complaining. And I know there are so many and have been so many pregnant people out there who do it so much more gracefully and patiently and I am jealous and admire them. Sarah, I just want you to know if I ever become one of those people, I would be the same thing. I would just be like, oh, this sucks. Creating life is difficult. So I completely understand. And hell yeah, Sarah, can't wait to see you in Atlanta and if someone doesn't give you a suite, I, a seat, I swear, because they're standing room only and that you, you need to be able to sit down. Just... Again, just be like, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. I have to sit down, which is also what I would do if I was like on a bus or on a subway. I'd be like, I am pregnant. Let me sit and just be one of those people. So live it because you are and you're creating life. And that's a full time goddamn job. Love you, Sarah. <laughs> and Sal, thank you so much for writing in. And they think that their friend listens to page seven. And I love that you're sending a shout out just in case. Sal says, I have a lovely friend who I believe listens to page seven. We've never talked about page seven together, but I noticed that they follow you on Instagram. And this is my sneaky way of letting them know that I do too. Evie, you are such a creative, talented, hilarious, and caring person, and you are so loved. I hope you are relaxing on your well-earned European summer holiday, and I can't wait to see you when you get back. Lots of love from Sal, and lots of love goes out to you, Sal. I hope they do listen, and I hope they hear it, and I hope you are having a fabulous holiday, baby. Next up comes in from Sam. 
Sam says, I've been listening to Page 7 for two years, and it just so happened to coincide with when my husband and I finally hit our stride in life. For seven years, my husband had a job he thought was going to open a lot of doors for him, but instead seemed to close them one after another. He was overworked and underpaid. Two years ago, we took a risk and left that job for something completely different. I have never seen him so happy. He finds his work so much more fulfilling. The higher pay for way less work is definitely a bonus. I am so proud of him. For a lot of that time, we were also trying to have a baby. Nothing was working, but we didn't have the means to try for medical alternatives. So after four years of trying and three miscarriages, my soul was crushed and I was deeply angry, even if I didn't want to admit it. I did my best to keep it together and resign myself to never having a child of my own. Surprise for me! Right when my husband finished transitioning to his new job, I got pregnant again and this time it stuck. Our little boy just turned one. He's so silly and smart and so much like his dad. I'm lucky enough to be a stay-at-home mom, and nothing brings me more joy than to be there for him. I get to watch those moments as he learns and grows and see all the little quirks that make up his big personality. I never knew I could love anyone so deeply. He fills my heart to the point of bursting, so much so that it makes me cry at least once a week. To round things out, my husband and I celebrated our 15th year together, and we bought a house! It's another dream we never thought would happen, but here we are. We've moved so many times that it feels amazing to finally have a place to call home, and I hope we can spend the next 15 years here together. He's the first love of my life and has never stopped showing me how beautiful the world can be. And last but certainly not least, thank you, Page 7, for being the extra little cherry on top that has made these last two years the best of our lives. I love listening to how invested you get into whatever topic it may be and how truly connected you are to one another. I may or not may not also revel in relaying the celebrity conspiracy theories to other people who have never listened to your show. It's quite fun to see the looks on their faces as they turn the ideas around in their brain before they decide if I'm full of shit or not. I love it. This is what, that's why we started page seven, Sam. That's, I mean, we started it because we wanted to give people something to talk about that's not just the weather. And then we put things like Tom Cruise is a fish fucker into your brain. And you have to share those things. Oh, Fill my heart with joy is what you do, Sam. Thank you so much for your shout out. And last but certainly not least, a shout out to Rachel. Rachel, I don't even know if you meant this as a shout out, but it just made me so happy that I had to read this aloud. Rachel says, I know I'm super late to this party, but I recently subscribed to the $5 Patreon tier to hear the talk and TV episodes because I was running thin on LPN shows to listen to during the long soul sucking hours at work. At some point, one of the latest Ice Planet Barbarian episodes queued up and started playing, and I kept meaning to skip it, but for some reason I never got around to it. It was smack dab in the middle of like book nine or something, and I had no idea what I was listening to, but my attention was completely arrested, and I will never be the same again. A bit of a backstory, I'm a snooty, stuck-up bibliophile, and books are my passion, and reading and collecting the best ones is my lifelong endeavor, but until recently, I'd never read romance or smut books. I'd never given them a chance. 
After finishing that one episode, I went back to 2022 and started the first Ice Planet Barbarian episode. It's been two days and I just finished listening to book two with Liz and Rahash. I am obsessed and supremely grateful. What fun, what joy. I don't think I could ever sit down and read these books on my own and I can't imagine anyone other than you narrating them. Your presentation of these books with sidebars and sexy songs and all make it perfect and have suddenly introduced this genre and sphere of books that I was largely unaware of and may have spent the rest of my life never having had the joy and delight of reading them. I love it so much. Many, many thanks. And while I know you're several books ahead, I think I'll catch up quickly. And I just had to write to say, I hope you read all of the Ice Planet Barbarian books because I haven't looked forward to the long hours of work with my headphones in like ever before I found Jackie's book club. Oh my God, Rachel, I just also want to let you know, go back, listen to Model Land. Model Land is absolutely batshit. It's when I started. And also, I dare say listen to Twilight. If, you li- if you're into the way I do things over on the Patreon, and I wasn't even saying this just because I want other people to join the Patreon. I just like love doing Jackie's book club so much that to hear anyone gush about it, I just want to say thank you so much, Rachel, for saying that. Uh, it makes me so happy. Um, and I love you guys. Thank you so much, everybody, for your shout outs. And thank you for waiting for weeks for your shout outs as well. I'm sending all of you so much love and you can send in your own shout outs to page7podcast at gmail.com. I love reading them every week and it just puts such a smile in my heart. I know this was a big, long one today, guys. Thanks for joining me and thanks for sticking with me. And I love you so much and we'll be back soon. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.